Good, good morning. Uh, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Revelation Hour. How long has it been now? It's been a few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like ages. I know, I know. Mm. We uh, we have to take a bit of a break. Um, as for, you know, we have to take a bit of a break. We uh, just had some bad news lately, so we have to just cut a, yeah, cut a brief and then start again. But I uh, we're happy to be here with you again this morning and we hope that you can enjoy um, what we have in store for you today. But before we do that, let's just um, open up in prayer and invite, I always call it the big man because <laughs> me, it's, it's, the, it's the main man, it's the, you know, he's a daddy. So let's uh, invite him here with us. Father, we really just thank you so much for today. Uh, we thank you that you know, where two or three are gathered in your name, you're in the midst of us. And Father, we know that without your presence, without truly abiding in you, we can do nothing. Mm -hmm. So Father, we just thank you for your presence here. And thank you for your presence in our lives, all of our lives, Lord. We just pray that that will increase. And we pray that you will have your way with each and every single one of us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Again, just a welcome back again to Revelation Hour. Just a, a few house rules before we start. Um, you can obviously contact us on different um, social platform. We are on Facebook. You can actually listen live on Facebook if you want to. We're on Twitter as well, even we don't really tweet <laughs> as much. Uh, but we're very active on our WhatsApp platform um, when we tend to share I love a lot, a lot of information. So if you are interested and you want to be part of this WhatsApp group, please do send us an email at info at revelationhour.co.uk and then we will endeavor to add you to our group as well. There's so many discussion. I mean, it's crazy. Even the stuff that come out on that platform, I'm not even aware of. So it's, it's very, very insightful. And... Um, also, we have a website, www.revelationhour.co.uk. So if you want to access our latest podcast or message or even find out what's going on around, then please feel free to um, go to our website. We've got an exciting list of new projects coming up uh, around September time where we're going to be expanding the, the family of Revelation Hour in terms of our program. Um, so please uh, watch that. You do want to talk about the one that's coming? Yeah. I think you can, is it? No, you don't want to talk about your, well, your next program. It's health related, so yeah. we'll, we'll just leave it at that. So I think it's about time in terms of that, don't you? Yeah. Um, so we're going to be bringing something in September um, in terms of health. So, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted, definitely. And, uh, yeah, and then also we will be looking into um, some of our pastor's life, you know, how they can balance life, ministry, and family. So that will watch out as well for interesting, that one. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. So um, just to really to kind of go back to what we always do, 
We always do that. Always go through the news, isn't it? Don't we? I pressed the wrong button. Sorry, guys. I'm saying we always do it. Let's do it properly. I'm going to be rusty this morning. <laughs> let's do it properly. Yeah, so let's talk about mm. news. Yeah, we're always talking about news. We're always talking about Christian news mainly. And a lot of things happened over the last few weeks. But why don't we have a look at it? So, Mars, just pick up something and let me know what you think. Which one you, you will go for? Do you want me to scroll it for you? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank okay, you. Okay, so let's uh, just go on this side, first of all, and see what's going on in here. I mean, that has been a, a big thing now. Yeah. Football-wise, isn't yeah. it? It has. I thought you would want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, li I like this young guy. Uh, uh, I think he's... Um, he, I think he's, he's an inspiration for the youth, um, for the young ones. I think coming up, he's a... Yeah, he's a great example. I think he would just pray, continue to pray for him, irregardless, because um, he's really been in the spotlight. He's been sp highlighted and spotlighted now. Um, yes, highlighted so and spotlighted. Highlighted and spotlighted. Love yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when someone has so much attention at such a young age, you just don't know which way they're going to go. Um, he seems very rooted and grounded. Yeah. In his faith, um, but I, I just, yeah, it, with things like this, you know, you know how the enemy works. Absolutely. So it would be great just to continue to pray for this young man. Yeah, he seems level-headed, but let's pray he continues in that vein. Mm. I mean, he's great. He's got a his old church behind him. Obviously, mm. you would expect it, um, you know. But uh, it's, it's as you said, nineteen years old, um, mm. and and really very seem to be very grounded in the Lord. Um, yeah. You know, he's done to his church, to to his family as well, which mm. is uh, which is great, which is great to uh, to hear that. So yeah, let's pray that that, that may continue. Mm. Uh, you know, interesting. I mean, wh what's going on with all those politicians who seem to be quoting Bibles verses at the moment? I is is a new trend? Uh, let's let's see. The thing is, you know, it's quite interesting. <laughs> I I think me, I will always go go back and think about i think about other things and it's interesting that you know it may not be really it's probably not related but i just look at and i just think mm, interesting that they begin to it's almost like try and win 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 certain people or certain parts of the aspects of the public mm -hmm. um and the churches they've been even in america they've been trying to get the churches behind them for for various things mm -hmm. um to do with different agendas that they're they're pushing they're trying to push through um but yeah so it's, it's interesting that all of a sudden they begin to to quote scripture but you know the bible speaks about these things doesn't it yeah absolutely very clearly absolutely you know, very clearly so it's almost again another sign <laughs> of the times you know that we are living in so it's just it's just confirmation really isn't it yeah oh that's a very good one um, didn't see that one. Church in England yeah. to decide for themselves whether to enforce mask wearing. Well, that is if you have your own building, obviously. Yeah, yeah. If you are, if you're hiring a place, then you're gonna have to be conformed to the regulation of this particular place. Mm. But if you're hiring your, if you have your own place, then obviously they will decide. That's very interesting. I think everybody's waiting for this. What's going to happen on the 19 and and and. 
and it's not only everybody i think the people i believe people who instigated this all kind of social experimentation process they just kind of have a look how people are going to react because when you get people to wear a mask for two years and then tell them well it's up to you now we recommend that you still wear it but it's up to you it's got it people psychologic effect you know you, you walk on the street you get on the tube you get in those places you're always going to be thinking i am going to catch it so i'm going to wear my mask the thing is when you look at when you look at the whole the whole thing it's, it's the whole thing has been a psychological exercise hasn't it mm. um so and the whole the root um one of the major roots is fear so when we mm -hmm. actually look at how fear has really infiltrated yeah um, the, our societies globally. Yeah. Um, you will see that decisions and choices now are based will be based on fear. On fear. Um, no, I'm not saying ours will be, but that's what you know. This whole psychological process, mm. you know, part of it has been in the sense of ensuring that people will make choices and decisions not based upon. Mm probably in, in us in, in us in our sense they don't want us to make choices based on faith <laughs> they want us to make choices based upon fear mm. and we can see that that's even infiltrated the church mm. so we can see that decisions and choices have not are now made on fear from from that that base of fear mm. um so it's yeah it's it's interesting when it's when when that spirit was released in 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 that sense it was just um mm. it's just not not great not great yeah. but we know we know god is in control of this right yeah i mean continue i'm looking to continue to pray you know this guy is a nichols uh, a lead pastor of christ church airwards have has decided not to enforce the use of face covering in his church from 25th of july and he says that we're going to give people freedom from sunday week to not wear mask, to be able to sing, but because it is obviously a nervous time, we're going to maintain some of the social distancing option, maintain mm. the hygiene, maintain the really good ventilation, and so we will work out a way towards being more huddled, as it were, in a slow way. And and you kind of write. I mean, there's a fine line between be fearful and between uh, between be fearful and conscientious in in a sense conscious. you know yeah conscious you, you can't yeah right, conscientious yeah. yeah you can't really take unnecessary risk as well so you've got to be balanced. able it's about it's ab ab having this balance between that and and, yeah. and i think but this as long is as the decisions are not made from fear yeah absolutely um, from a place of fear mm. yeah interesting um i don't know what is this a question or not this guy said, I was just practicing my faith. Manchester United footballer defend prayer video. So Premier League star Angel Gomez has responded to no video of him that emerged online of him being prayed for by a Nigerian mega church leader to be healed of his football-related injuries. I remember that. That's been here from before. Is that's, it? That's not a new thing. Oh, no. okay. Well, yeah. I didn't see it at all. But uh, anyway, yeah. those. I think we want to continue as well to pray for what's taking place in, in Germany. Um, You know, the, the toll now the flooding is passing 120 dead it's quite um, quite serious what's mm. taking place over there as well so we want to continue to pray um there was a, an article that we've seen which has been doing the quite the round uh but I obviously we won't be talking about it today i think time is running out for us now mm. um yeah so that 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 was the um that was the news
that was really really the news there and I, and, I, and i hope you guys um enjoy and 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 if you have any other news that's coming through please feel free to feed that free to us as well It'd be very good for us to uh to to have a look at it uh in that sense so going back to um what we do in revelation hour live in, in is really to to discuss about end times and and to really discuss how to uh prepare the church for the return of jesus and what what are the things that we obviously it's been there before but one of the things that we discover now is the fact that the world has been built around for the arrival of the antichrist now they may don't it, they may not doing it on purpose but everything that's put in place and we discussed over the last years i think we've been doing this for about four years now over the last few years has been really a stone after a stone it's almost like a building process which eventually when he come into the scene everything will be ready for him and that's really what the world and uh, is doing at the moment and i think as people of god we know our focus has to be the kingdom of god but i think we need to build as well i think we need to build as well we need to begin to build and and, and i think when i say revelation hour you build a community within is really to begin to build you know if it is not for us it's for the generation to come and it's very important for us i believe to build so that's what has to be our focus i mean first peter 5 8 said be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and second corinthians 2 11 said let satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices but then the other thing that we need to rely is on the word of god you know psalm 119 said the entrance of your words gives light it gives understanding to the simple and second timothy 2 15 17 said be diligent to present yourself approved to god a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth you know he says then but then he goes on to say that we need to shame and we need to really remove everything which is ungodly everything which is not the word of god and he says in verse 17 the message will spread like cancer and that's very interesting because when you think about it a lot of the messages spreading like cancer you know wrong doctrine false doctrine you know we spoke yesterday about this methodist church which is now voted to allow now same-sex marriage mm-hmm. in the churches you know and this is based on the false doctrine they yeah. believe that because god is loved so this should be allowed but truly god doesn't allow this and i think this is something that we need to be aware of and we need to understand and work with it in that sense so when we talk about it it's very important that we have the word of god in our sight and that really that just gave us over the last few weeks to discuss revelation chapter six and speaking about the seven seals in that sense interestingly when we recap about when we looked into it we know that john we know that christians were being persecuted because they refers to compromise or worship other gods and we know from the books from the history books that millions and millions of christians were being martyred in that sense and we know that rome went after john because he was at the time the leader of the church so they cast him out in 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 a in a in an island called patmos there and this is where he got the revelation god revealed to him him and the book of revelation and and we start looking into the outline of it you know chapter one we see the vision of the lamb so it's really a vision and description of who the lamb is and then we 
went into detail um, last year looking into the seven latest and seven churches, which is found in chapter two and chapter three. And then we haven't really talked much about it, but in chapter four and chapter five, we see the Lamb be all his glory. And that is very interesting. And in chapter five, we have, as a matter of fact, which we culminate directly to the wrath of the Lamb, which is a great tribulation from chapter six to chapter 19. And then chapter 2022, 20, we're talking about the millennium kingdom and then eventually the new earth and the new Jerusalem uh, in that sense uh, that we've been birthed out of it. But in chapter 5, what we've seen, we've seen Jesus taking the title deeds of the earth, which means as a point, at that point, the church now, the, 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 the earth, sorry, the earth now belong to Jesus, which now will signal, signifying the beginning of the tribulation. So as we look into chapter 6, we saw that chapter 6 describe four horsemen and four horses, you know, different color, a white, a red, um, a pale, and a black. And they all have different functions, yeah? And looking back on the white, right on the white horse, you know, many people believe that that's right on the white horse was Jesus. But we, uh, through the scripture, we understand that actually it's the Antichrist, mm. you know? So we know that the rider on the white horse in the Antichrist. We know that the rider on the red, um, the red, the, the, the red, the pale, and the black is a culmination of what the rider's doing on the white horse for us. It started by making peace. Then he goes to war. And obviously what the war bring, bring famines, pestilence, and eventually death in that sense. I mean, you look at every war, it's always like that, you know. And uh, so... We describe the white um, horse as the Antichrist. And in Revelation 6.2, it said a crown was given to him. Now, here, the crown here is referred to the word Stephanos. While in Revelation chapter 19.12, the rider on the white horse, which is uh, Jesus, had many crowns, which is reference to the diadem. Very, very different in, in that sense. And we saw as well that he ruled with the bar, with the bar, not the sword. Now, this Antichrist will rule over men as a false messiah, and he will lead men in organized rebellion against God. And that's things that we need to understand. This is going to happen, whether we like it or we don't like it. It is going to happen because it is written in the scriptures. Daniel eight twenty three twenty five says this, and in a later time, yeah. Of the kingdom, when the transgressor have reached their fullness, a king shall arise, having fierce features, who understand sinister schemes. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully, and shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty, and also the holy people. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes. And he shall be broken without human mean. You see, he says here that he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. So the way that he's going to get into power, it is not going to get by military. He's going to get by deceit. And this is why he's coming on a white horse. This is why he's coming and bringing peace. Because he will get to power 
by cunning. It will get to power by manipulation. It will get to power by just being so deceitful in that sense. So, the thing is, at a point of time, when he's getting into the power, and, and I truly believe will come at a time when all this earth, the world will be, um, they will be tired of the current system because of being cons- consistently deceived by the current system. So they will want now somebody that come in and I basically just tell them, I am going to fix everything. And what he says that, and this is what I said, what he's making peace is planning for war. And that is very interesting. And we saw this in the Second World War. Before the Second World War, you know, we know that the, the, the English prime ministers and delegates went to see Hitler. And Hitler promised them that there was never going to be war. That that wasn't his intention at all. And it didn't take less than, didn't take less than two months then war began in that sense. So what is making peace? This man is planning for war in that sense. Then someone says this. Someone say that he will have the charisma of GFK, the oral skills of Winston Churchill, the determination of Joseph Stalin, the vision of Karl Marx, the respectability of Gandhi, the military prowess of Douglas MacArthur and the charm of Will Rogers. Marcia, when you look at this, it is quite an interesting characteristic of a man and you can now understand how people would just drool over this guy because he will have every facet of what you're probably looking at. People will think, people in the politician are probably think, this is a perfect man <laughs> because he's got everything here. Mm. He's got everything basically to be able so why would man would not give him the power and the authority to rule over the earth if he's got all of this? Exactly. I think it's quite interesting. We were just watching something yesterday about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, al- it's almost like when you actually look at the leaders of the world, um, current some of the current leaders of the world, especially in the, in the areas which are um, so-called superpowers or they're... they're a, they're in the alliances that they have, mm. um, such as Europe, such mm. as Russia, uh, apart from Russia, it's a bit different. Um, but you look at Europe, you look at America, um, for example, the, those um, leaders around the world, it's almost like people are looking at them as incompetent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like they're a joke. Um, to the rest of the world, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's interesting that when you you bring this um, explanation and the characteristics of what he will be like, it's it's like people will will just gush over him because for what they've had, mm-hmm. he will be something which is like wow, this is is amazing mm-hmm. because it's like an extreme of what they had before, mm-hmm. do, do you see? Yeah, it goes from one extreme to the other, yeah. and you're absolutely right. This is a very important because, you know, you think about it, great leaders in this world, you know, one of the things that they had, they were, they were above the masses. And when you look at our leaders, you know, leaders of the world, they, people don't really think they cut above in, in that sense, you know. Mm. And it's a very interesting to see that when this guy come into power, I've been all of those characteristics, it would just, it would just slice in like butter, you know, pretty much very simply. It would be deceitful. It would have everything about it. I mean, the rest, you know, when you think about a guy like Gandhi, for example, the type of guy, everybody know Gandhi. 
you know everybody know Gandhi for the for the type of guys that he was but we're not going to be doing study about Gandhi but if you look back into his life you find out that there's aspect of it which is not you know we got to talk about now they're talking about the vision of Karl Marx for example you know and and it's really again understanding what Karl Marx was and what vision he had in in that sense now Joseph Stalin I studied a bit Joseph Stalin uh, especially when I was doing the 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 the, the, the Bolshevik um revolution and and with um with all of them and, and Trotsky and, and so on and Joseph Tani was a very strong man a very strong character he had a very very strong character in that sense very very strong and then you look at Winston Churchill I, I listen to some of this what he says and and I know that in terms of those skills oral skills it's actually there's um there's a there's a film called the finest hour i think we're really talking about and i think he wasn't like that at the beginning he had problem oral skill problem isn't it winston churchill he had what types of problems uh, i think he had a prime when his speeches no i can't remember because yeah. i haven't watched it but i know that there were other things that went on that's right before he actually they didn't see him as as a yeah. A worthy leader. That's right. Um, for, but for look at him. Shortfalls, Everybody yeah. knows looking at Winston Churchill as probably one of the greatest leader, one of the greatest prime minister, Great Britain had. Mm. When you think about it, and nobody seem nobody has been able to kind of go on that level of Winston Churchill. When you look at all the leaders that came after him in England, but it's the timing as well. The isn't timing, it? absolutely. Yeah. Very interesting. So that is one of those things. And obviously the charisma of JFK, you know, uh, when you look at JFK, people are just, uh, you know, it's one of the first name president mentioned with on, alongside the Abraham Lincoln and, 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 and so on, you know. Um, and, and that's to do as well with, with his work um, into the kind of removing the kind of segregation and, and so on. You know, he, he was a very, he was an interesting character. He was wasn't perfect. Well. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't perfect as you know it, but, that was it. So, and that really goes to very quickly into the um, seven years of tribulation, which we see. We spoke about it. I don't want to dwell too much on it as well. And that really gets us to the next stage of it, which is a really the rider on the red horse. So, he goes from making peace to go to war. Now, he's on a fiery red horse and he's basically taking away peace from the earth and make humans slay one another and the, the, the bible said carries a mighty sword which is not a large to sword it speaks of weapon of conquest so he symbol of violence warfare and destruction now when we look at them many scholars believe that the sword is reference to nuclear warfare or potentially also it could be reference to biological warfare which it really goes to our point here when you think of today's there you know, there's been, since World War II, there's been more than 150 wars of some kind in the world at any given time. And there have been some three dozen armed conflict taking thousands of lives on a yearly basis. And the nations usually spend more than one trillion on military expenditure. That is a lot of money you spend on it, Mars. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of money in that sense. And really, that just gave us to really talk about our next topic that we're going to be looking into for the next few weeks or probably a few months. The next superpower. Who are they? <laughs> well, many believe it's, it's China. Well, we've got here Europe, States, 
Russia and China. And you believe it's China? Uh, many believe um, it's China. Why? Um, because of their positioning, um, because of the influence that they have in the whole world. When you look at most things, they are made from, made in there, made from there. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the military mm-hmm. prowess, um, because of the advancement in technologies, yeah, um, because the leadership that they have mm-hmm. um, and the organization of the leadership um, and the strength. So, so it seems strength of the leadership is one that could they could actually lead the world um, because of their their infiltration into other countries. Um, and bec- yeah, very strategic. Um, and extremely uh, strategic. Uh, yeah, and and you look at all of that, and and that's. Um, I was listening to a talk. Um, I will try and find it. Um, probably a few months ago, we didn't even know we were going to be doing um, this talk. Um, but we, I just. You know, t- TED Talks come through, but I don't really listen to many of them. But I just sent to listen to this talk. And it was by a, a... He's actually the dean of a university in Singapore now. But he used to work um, with the... He's done work with the World Economic Forum. He's done work. He used to be work with the politicians, world leaders, and so mm. on and so forth. He's now a dean at one of the universities. Um, his name is Kishore Mobabani. And he said, "It's basically he was talking and saying it's a matter of of time. Mm. Um, it's a matter of time, and that China have been very. Um, he, he used the word in in terms of like yeah they've they they've kind of waited and they've they've been very lovely towards their adversaries. They've always kind of you know they've they sat they've they've bowed they've done what they needed to do." Um, in terms of having relationship with other countries, but they've always kind of known what their ultimate goal was. Well, interesting to me, you say that the, the actual Xi Jinping, China's president, he, he's, this is not a secret, to be honest. You know, his ambition is always to restore the Middle Kingdom the yes. way it was. You know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and you want to be, you want China to be the center of international events, and and that's yeah. why they're doing what they're doing. And this is what he was saying as well. He said the difference between China is that for them, it's not a matter of money. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of, print of, of, of them restoring mm-hmm. what, what was lost in terms of their, you know, their, their, their values mm-hmm. and what they, what, how people see them. So China don't operate, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it seems as though it's about, you know, they, they're generating all this income and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of that. It's not a matter of the money. Mm. Whereas for maybe other superpowers, it has been, especially mm. the superpower at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he said it's not about that for China. Mm. It's about restoring values. And the, there was a word that he used, I can't remember, but he said it, it was about that. And that's mm-hmm. the difference with China. And that's what's driven them mm-hmm. over these years to be able to become who they are so quickly because it's about res- that restoration mm. for I, the I th- people. I, I think I think what we're seeing now is quite interestingly, um, from a geopolitical perspective, it's, it's mm. a real begin a rustle now um, in that sense uh, between the states and, and China, and, and then we, we know we we understand about the trade war and, and so on as well, which may, we may touch on it 
uh, over the next few weeks. But I want us to watch this report from, from Sky News. And for those that are listening on, on YouTube and, and Facebook, you may um, find it. You may find that they may cut the video, um, you know, for whatever reason. But uh, we just want to play this for those people who are listening on Zoom. And, uh, you know, really, I think this is something to um, really to, to, to listen. So if you have the, um, if uh, you listen on Facebook and YouTube and you are on Zoom detail, please feel free to log back in into Zoom as well um, so you can um, listen to it as well. So let's... Um, Let's let's listen. Let's let's watch this uh, this report from um, yeah. Let's watch this report. Political leaders in Australia have warned there is a credible threat that tensions with China could lead to a deadly war. The world has been crippled by coronavirus, which was first identified in Wuhan and sent countries into a grinding economic halt. As America attempts to beat COVID nineteen for good and spends trillions supporting its citizens. The next threat is growing in the background, China. In this special report, Sky News explores the terrifying threat of conflict with China, democracy's attempt to hinder the communist titan, and the worries over the capacity of President Joe Biden to prevent Beijing from achieving its plan for world leadership and the takeover of Taiwan. The head of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, Admiral Philip Davidson, told the U.S. Senate Armed Services Committee in March, ahead of a meeting between the leaders of the United States, Australia, India and Japan, that America and its partners were in danger of losing the arms race against China. Admiral Davidson said he felt at a disadvantage in the Indo-Pacific right now and warned there was an imbalance of U.S. forces in the region when it comes to China. In his statement, which caused serious concern across the globe, Admiral Davidson said Beijing wants to take Washington's leadership role by 2050 and invade Taiwan within six years. Let me focus my remarks on the greatest long-term strategic threat to security in the 21st century, China. In stark contrast to our free and open vision, the Communist Party of China promotes a closed and an authoritarian system through internal oppression and external aggression. China's pernicious approach to the region includes a whole-party effort to coerce, corrupt, and co-opt governments, businesses, organizations, and the people of the Indo-Pacific. As China continues to increase the size of the People's Liberation Army and advance their own joint capabilities, the military balance in the Indo-Pacific is becoming more unfavorable for the United States and our allies. And with this imbalance, we are accumulating risk that may embolden China to unilaterally change the status quo before our forces may be able to deliver an effective response. In combination with everything that you just cited, Hong Kong, Xinjiang, and Tibet, and the line of actual control in the South China Sea and the East China Sea, I worry that they're accelerating their ambitions um, to be to supplant the United States um, and our leadership role in the rules-based international order, which they've long said that they want to do that by 2050. I'm worried about them moving that target closer. Taiwan is clearly um, one of their ambitions before that, and I think the threat is manifest during this decade, in fact, in the next six years. 
So in six years, there could be war, pitting China against Taiwan, likely with the US, which could drag in its allies. Six years marks a significant date for China because 2027 will be the 100th anniversary of the People's Liberation Army. Liberal Senator Jim Mullen said the warnings about war with China should be taken very seriously. I'm obligated to say that people know my position on China. China is very lacking in trust at the moment from many, many places in the world. Alan, war with China is not just possible because everyone's armed to the teeth, but it's more likely than uh, so many people are prepared to admit. Uh, and I said recently that well, war could occur over various reasons within three to five years. I am working myself to death to wake us all up because that's what we've got to do. I got to know Admiral Davidson pretty well. He, um, I think he speaks the truth. I think he knows uh, precisely what it is that he is confronting there. Uh, we were the first administration for 40 years. Uh, uh, previous administrations had just uh, kowtowed to China and had allowed them to continue their growth. We were the first ones to confront it. It is not easy. They're an enormous economic partner of the United States of America. But not only the military growth, but their efforts here inside the United States to steal all our intellectual property, all the things that the Trump administration confronted head on. I hope this administration will continue. The Global Times, a Chinese propaganda mouthpiece, reported that by 2027, China aims to develop the military with the capacity to defend national sovereignty and safeguard against security threats. By 2027, Chinese military will have the ability to effectively deal with threats brought by the hegemonism and power politics in the Western Pacific region, including issues related to the Taiwan question and the South China Sea, as well as border tensions between China and India. According to a Beijing-based naval expert speaking to the Global Times, China wants to take Taiwan just like it did Hong Kong, crush the region, shut down democracy, and ended free speech. And it consistently says there is no room for compromise on Taiwan, which it claims is its own territory. I've had those conversations. We had those. And we saw that the Chinese Communist Party wasn't willing to give an inch. They talk about win-win. Um, I only saw them advocate for win-lose, whether that was with respect to the genocide that's being conducted in Western China, whether it was the enormous broken promise to the people of Hong Kong, whether it was the threats that they were posing to Taiwan, or whether it was the virus that they allowed to travel across the world. The two sides of the Taiwan Strait must be and will surely be reunified. This is a trend of history and the collective will of the entire Chinese nation. It will not and cannot be changed. The Chinese government's resolve to safeguard national sovereignty and territorial integrity is rock firm. We have the capability to thwart separatist attempts for Taiwan independence in whatever form. The One China principle is the political foundation of the China-US relationship, a red line that should not be crossed. On the Taiwan question, there is no room for compromise or concession from the Chinese government. We hope the new U.S. administration will appreciate the great sensitivity of the Taiwan question and will abide by the One China principle and the three Sino-U.S. communiques. We would hope to see a clear departure from the previous administration's dangerous practice of crossing the line and playing with fire, and we hope the Taiwan question will be handled prudently and properly. Admiral Davidson told the same Senate committee that China is training for Taiwan's invasion. He said the People's Liberation Army conducts joint amphibious landing and maritime strike training to simulate a Taiwan invasion scenario. 
and performs large force maneuvers to demonstrate its ability to intervene in a Korean Peninsula crisis. The Admiral asked US Congress for billions in extra funds for new military construction and to boost cooperation with allies so that they could maintain an edge over China between 2022 and 2027. The real kicker on this was that he said that the, 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 uh, uh, the, his command, Indo-Pacific Command, needed $27 billion from Congress, he was talking to Congress, to enable him to deter China from mm. acting mm. Against, uh, uh, against our interests. A US admiral who commands about 250,000 people and a significant proportion of the Earth's surface. Around the same time as the admiral's request, China revealed it would increase its official defence budget by 6.8% to $270 billion in 2021. That figure is about four times the defence budgets of India and Japan, respectively, but it's just over a quarter of America's military spending. Australia's total defence budget for 2020 to 2021 was about $42 billion. President Xi has made modernising the People's Liberation Army a priority since he took over as General Secretary of the Chinese Communist Party in 2012. At the end of last year, he warned his army to prepare for war, likely war with Taiwan and any country that tries to defend it. Since President Joe Biden replaced Donald Trump, China has increased what appears to be war preparations, between increases in military funding and rhetoric from the country's dictator. This year, China must appear especially strong, given July marks the Chinese Communist Party's centenary. In March, President Xi told a military session at the National People's Congress that China's current security situation was largely unstable and uncertain. He said the entire military must coordinate the relationship between capacity building and combat readiness, be prepared to respond to a variety of complex and difficult situations at any time, resolutely safeguard national sovereignty, security and development interests. President Xi's remarks came after China's defence minister said the country needed to improve its capacity so it could prevail over our strong enemies. He said we must comprehensively improve military training and preparedness for battle. The great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation is at a critical stage, where we are facing unprecedented opportunities as well as unprecedented challenges. The concerns from the US Admiral and the fiery rhetoric from Xi Jinping and his defence minister came days before a virtual meeting of the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue between the United States, Australia, Japan and India, countries which see China as a common threat. It was the first meeting of the top leaders of the four countries in the loose coalition known as the Quad and a significant step towards cementing a partnership of democracies and building a counterweight to China. I would call it uh, what President Biden said Australia was, and that is an anchor of peace and stability in the region. That's what it is. Um, what the Quad is about is ensuring uh, an open, independent, sovereign Indo-Pacific that enables all countries and nations with Indo-Pacific to engage with each other. The Quad has never had its heads of government meet before. Experts are almost unanimous that the Quad has been summoned because President Xi has turned China into an openly aggressive power. Among other things, the Chinese president has hardened control over the supply chains of key industries 
and harassed neighbours at sea for territorial and energy gains. China has also gotten into a deadly fight over a border with India, kicked off a trade war with Australia, hacked the US government, and for years used its might to push Japan around on economic and military matters. Underneath the diplomatically chosen words of official statements from the Quad, there's a message to China. A new grouping of democratic nations has arrived. American officials and those representing other parties to the Quad have tried to pretend that the summit is not driven primarily by concerns about the threat from China. US National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan sought to play down the issue when he said the Quad was not fundamentally about China. The Quad is not a military alliance. It's not a new NATO, despite some of the propaganda that's out there, he said. The four leaders did discuss the challenge posed by China, and they made clear that none of them have any illusions about China. But today was not fundamentally about China. Much of the focus was on pressing global crises, including the climate crisis and COVID-19. While the Quad statement didn't mention China by name, it's clear Chinese aggression is behind the meeting. The joint statement said, we strive for a region that is free, open, inclusive, healthy, anchored by democratic values and unconstrained by coercion. It's not about any one country, uh, but it is about the security and stability mm. of the Pacific. And uh, I'd be lying to you and your viewers if I didn't acknowledge that activities of the Chinese Communist Party, in particular in the South China Sea, have undermined uh, security and stability in the Indo-Pacific. And that's of great concern to our fellow like-minded liberal democracies. Right after the meeting, the four, the four leaders, uh, Morrison, Suga, um, Modi and Biden put out an op-ed, a joint op-ed, in which it had the line that, you know, it wanted nations in the Indo-Pacific to live without fear of coercion. Of course, I mean, who's coercing nations in the Indo-Pacific? There's one answer, it's China. US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, made clear days before the summit that the US would be using the heft of its alliances to take on China. Our relationship with China will be competitive when it should be, collaborative when it can be, and adversarial when it must be. The common denominator is the need to engage China from a position of strength. That requires working with allies and partners, not denigrating them, because our combined weight is much harder for China to ignore. It requires engaging in diplomacy and in international organizations, because where we've pulled back, China has filled in. It requires standing up for our values when human rights are abused in Xinjiang, or when democracy is trampled in Hong Kong. Because if we don't, China will act with even greater impunity. In the Washington Post, all four leaders of government combined to write an uh, op-ed for the Washington Post this week about the Quad. But what you did see in this Washington Post article was a sentence that was sort of hidden in there that talked about the, the, the ideals that these four countries have in common. And then it said, and we welcome the participation of all those that follow these ideals as well. I thought that was one interesting line that said, hey, we're, we're actually going to invite uh, others to join this group. And that really does show um, that they might be able to try to, or might be trying to create a block um, of some kind um, to bulwark against China even further. Increased coordination of the Quad countries on security matters has angered Beijing, which accuses the grouping of trying to contain China, denouncing it as an anti-China bloc. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesman said, certain countries should shake off their Cold War mentality and ideological prejudice, refrain from forming closed and exclusive small circles. 
I don't think there's anything inflammatory about like-minded countries working together to uphold the rules-based order, and in doing so, we'll be upholding the interests of all, uh, all the region and all of our neighbours. Mm. Uh, it'll be a, a very welcome news uh, for our partners and friends in countries like Indonesia and the Philippines and Malaysia and in the Pacific, uh, because they welcome our engagement in the region and they welcome us helping to uphold the architecture of the region, which supports uh, the peace and prosperity and stability for all mm. countries. And in the Global Times, China downplayed the power of the Quad. It said the Quad will have an impact on Asian affairs, but after all, there are only four countries in the Quad. Asia is a very vast continent with many countries. So these four will not be able to influence the future development trend of Asia. As a matter of fact, most countries around the world are not worried about the rise of China. And most Asian countries do not see a so-called Chinese threat at all. Most countries see China's economic development, social stability, as well as achievements in COVID-19 epidemic prevention and control instead, and won't fully accept the narratives of the US. For them, China represents more of an opportunity than a threat. For its part, China, during its National People's Congress last week, the Foreign Minister Wang um, said that this is just going to be another transient period for the Quad. Remember, historically, the Quad started in 2007, lost a lot of steam, and then picked up again yeah. only recently. Um, I believed in his poetic imagery, he called it sea foam on the Indian Ocean or the Pacific that will soon disappear. Um, so the question is, will the commitment follow the rhetoric? So by this point, you're probably wondering what came out of the Quad. Well, a counter to China's influence. With Indian manufacturing, US technology, Japanese and American financing, and Australian logistics capability, the Quad committed to delivering up to one billion doses to ASEAN, the Indo-Pacific, and beyond by the end of 2022. The major achievement of the meeting, a plan to pump out vaccines to the region, is a constructive answer to Beijing's vaccine diplomacy. The Quad's vaccine plan will limit China's efforts to score diplomatic points by providing Chinese-made vaccines to countries. China has already delivered millions of doses of its domestically produced Sinovac to the region. But it will take more than vaccines to keep China from overtaking the US and dominating the Indo-Pacific. After all, COVID-19 spread from the Chinese city of Wuhan to the rest of the world and continues to ravage countries, particularly the US, bogging down productivity, allowing China to inch closer to its dream of taking Washington's leadership role by 2050 and invading Taiwan within the next six years. According to Blinken, China is now the only country capable of challenging the international order. We will manage the biggest geopolitical test of the 21st century, our relationship with China. Several countries present us with serious challenges, including Russia, Iran, North Korea. And there are serious crises we have to deal with, including in Yemen, Ethiopia, and Burma. But the challenge posed by China is different. China is the only country with the economic, diplomatic, military, and technological power to seriously challenge the stable and open international system, all the rules, values, and relationships that make the world work the way we want it to, because it ultimately serves the interests and reflects the values of the American people. The animating idea behind the Quad is that all four nations have a better chance of curbing China's aggression together rather than apart. How exactly they confront Beijing, though, 
was the group's long unanswered question. There's a significant step now between the conversation that we saw over the weekend and a military alliance. You know, Japan is, is, is used to dealing with China, but compared to its GDP, it's fairly small. India uh, may not want to get mixed up in a Taiwan scenario, although it might be happy to get mixed up in an Indian, Indian Ocean scenario. But I think the Quad is absolutely critical to us. While members have emphasised the more benign aspects of the relationship, like the recent cooperation on the pandemic, the potential for military encirclement by the Quad countries has not gone unnoticed by Beijing. And it's no wonder. Admiral Davidson described the Quad grouping as a diamond of democracies in the Indo-Pacific. He said he hoped the organisation could build into something bigger, not in terms of security alone, but in terms of how we might approach the global economy critical technologies like telecommunications and 5G, collaboration on the international order, just much to be done diplomatically and economically. There's lots of areas for cooperation with like-minded countries when it comes to maritime security, to cyber security and critical infrastructure, uh, to COVID-19, to, to climate change. There's a whole range of issues that we'll be cooperating with because we see the world in a very similar way to countries like Japan, India and, of course, the United States, our, our principal treaty ally. Joe Biden's term as president will be pivotal to the outcome of China's growth. If Biden serves two terms, which is unlikely, it would mean he would be commander-in-chief when China comes for Taiwan, provided Admiral Davidson's warning about 2027 rings true. China has seen what many have witnessed in the West, Joe Biden's apparent signs of mental decline. An old man, the oldest president ever to enter office, who has seemed to struggle with memory, especially with names and numbers. A commander-in-chief who was unable to remember the name of his defense secretary or take questions. If they want to give a wave. I see him. Yeah. And then we also have Don't solar. Jump. We need you. And then if I could I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general, I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. You know, Javier Bashir, excuse me. If Donald, Hump, Donald Trump is re-elected, <laughs> Freudian slip. President Biden is now in charge of preventing China from succeeding with its ambitions. But many in America doubt the Democrat has what it takes. One survey found half of likely US voters believe Joe Biden is not physically and mentally up to the job of being president. Another poll found half of Americans are not confident in Biden's ability to deal with China. And a third poll found more than a third of Americans think Biden's policy towards China is either weak or too weak. Representatives uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me, Pinnell, and uh, what am I doing here? Philip Ritchie, Sky News.
Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. A lot to talk about, isn't it? A lot to talk about um, before we begin to go into uh, uh, next week or the week after next into a deep uh, study of China. Um, what's, your, what's your take on it, Mars? So watching this, this 20, 20 to 22-minute report um, on really the... Stu- I, I think for me, you know, you kind of know but I think it's the realization of how far <laughs> it is, how far we actually close how to, close we are. how close yeah. we are to a potential, a major, major conflict here. Mm. And it is true that the, the COVID-19 and everything uh, evolving around, such as vaccination and so on, has kind of took our eyes a little bit off of what's taking place on the other side. And looking and and you know this this admiral american admiral just looking at 2027 sorry for believing that by that time china would be completely ready you know and and he kind of kind of see the pattern that they've been doing they, they've been advancing they, they've been very strategic how uh, they, they they start to take over you know what they as i said to restore the, this 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 um this Middle Kingdom that they are, you know, which is was really from when we look at Great Britain. How did Great Britain become Great Britain through military conquest? Mm. But China has been economically doing this. So, from an economic and financial perspective, this is how they managed to to gain so so much, you know, and and uh, w- you know. There would be a, a topic eventually as well. We'll be looking into as well how China infiltrated Africa, for example, you know. You know, just go and get those resources and, and really have a grip on certain part of the world from an economic perspective. I just remember, you know, years ago when everything that we buy came from China. And I couldn't understand. But this is really the implication. But when we're looking from a military, I mean, they say economically military, they would be there. And it's such a, a threat that United States cannot fight on its own against it. So they have to get Australia, Japan, and India. And then we're talking about tension in borders between India and China, which, has, to be honest, I wasn't aware of. No, I didn't know that. So really, it just shows us how close we are to, to a major, major conflict. What would you take on it? I'm just here, just, you know, when you're trying to um, just process, because... Mm. As I said, I listened to this talk probably about two months ago. Um, and this man was like, <laughs> he's like, when China, when when China becomes a superpower. And I was like, that's what kind of got my attention because mm. it just wasn't on my radar um, of late. So I was just like, okay. Um, so when I listened to this talk, um, it just really highlighted quite a lot of things and it it's the very thing that you just said is that it's closer than we think mm-hmm. um was what came to me but listening to this now this this is this year right this is just this, yeah. this has just been done more yeah. or less yeah um and it's been really looking after the last 2 years and, and we know that china want to take they took hong kong already and they want to take taiwan and mm-hmm. that is a major and that's that's probably will be one of the major conflict that may arise because obviously the United States is not going to let 
Taiwan be taken just mm. like that for nothing. There's so much going on in Taiwan at the moment that we would try to, to dissect as well, you know. But as you're saying, it's, it's been happening over the last couple of years. There's been an acceleration as well uh, in that sense. And I think that when you think about people saying that, for example, COVID-19 came from William, came from China, and and there's conspiracy theory that's been saying that it's you know it's been basically be done on purpose in that sense. It gotta make you think, you know. I was talking about the Revelation chapter six, the red, the 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 the, the ride on the red horse, and and the mm. significance of the sword, which is actually for many scholars signifying nuclear warfare or biological warfare. Mm. It gathered the wondering whether that has been released as a distraction to allow China to continue to build mm. beyond the scene. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because when everything first happened, I don't know whether you remember um, about the markets, the, the stock markets. Yes, yes, I do. Um, and what was taking place is China was going around the world and buying. Mm-hmm. And what the countries did is they began to change their, their laws. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of, of, of the, the buying of assets and things in order for China not to be able to come up and buy up. Because can you imagine China would then get a, a foothold mm. in different countries in terms of financial assets? Yes. And they began to change laws. I know in Italy they changed um, here as well. You know, So if you actually go back, you will see that they began to change the laws so they couldn't come in mm. and just buy up. Mm. Um the other thing that um, in terms of this, when I was actually hearing about, because remember when we were talking about, I had, you know, I was, I, was, I had a dream and, and I had a dream. It said they're preparing their armies, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand what it was because it was a sign on the box there. Mm-hmm. I've been asking you about, I told you what the sign looked yes, like and yes. I couldn't find yes. it. It was just on the side yeah, of the just, box. Yeah. Um, and I need to find out what that sign is. So if anybody mm-hmm. knows what that sign stands for, um who who that sign is that that sign is what i saw mm. um as well um we always look at when countries are preparing their armies yeah <laughs> and but the thing is in the sense of when they are putting so much money mm-hmm. into their armies and if you actually look it says their their defense budget this year yeah. was 270 billion that is astronomically huge but then it's not surprising because they have something they, they want to get ready by 2027 which is actually was marking the 100th anniversary yeah. of people freedom yeah. so yeah. uh when you think about it they have a very strategic plan out to mm. do it and they are going for it but it is it is massive yeah for china it is yeah it's huge and it shows it, it basically shows exactly what, what they are doing when you increase your budget, military budget, mm-hmm. um, so dr- drastically, mm. then there's a reason. You are preparing for yeah, war. Yeah. And you're basically preparing invasion. Yeah. And I think that as the military, the, the Anmaragas were saying, they're preparing to invent Taiwan. And mm. when they go to invent Taiwan, the United States is going to go against them. And obviously, I would say, the, the, the members of the Quad, we follow suits like Japan, uh, Australia, and India. And then, is whether to see with Great Britain, which call themselves an ally of the state, we go against as well. We go with, and then you kind of wonder how many other country we actually join. would join. And it's interesting that 
when we were looking at this, if you look at what happened with Hitler, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's you know the the similarities that you know com- you can compare. Mm-hmm. So it it's when I when I was looking at all of that, I was thinking about all of the these things when they said that the the person on on the news he said and there was a sentence within there that other people are welcome, mm-hmm. you know, to join, yeah, you know, because they're looking for like minded people yeah. to stand up against. And and if you look, they were saying that America's budget was only a quarter mm-hmm. of what China's yeah. is. So on their own, when people, you know, when we were talking about in terms of financial, you know, when you see economic crises, corporations, they always form alliances. That's right. Absolutely. Um, because in so they don't go down. Mm-hmm. They form alliances. They collaborate. um and but they tend to collaborate either to take over a market or yeah. either to fight against a common enemy. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what we're seeing. Yeah. And also what I also picked up was that people are choosing their, people have chosen their side mm-hmm. already. Just like with Hitler, you know, you saw people because they were thinking, who's actually going to win in this? Mm-hmm. And they began to choose sides. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you saw people such as, you know, a lovely people in in power here Mm. um they actually they actually were working both sides Mm -hmm. you know and and that's what some countries are doing they're kind of they're kind of they were figuring out which side they would choose Mm -hmm. but you've seen that um they would they would they've chosen sides you can see there's chosen sides but we're talking about the bio warfare Mm -hmm. when you said about covid mm-hmm. and about them sending mm-hmm. and you know there's a different type of warfare but when we actually look at at china that when you said what do you think in the beginning what do you think of china what, you know in the sense of do you think if you think about it <laughs> in every aspect you know when you look at all of the different ways that they could actually attack and you know they they've got you know there's so many you know biochemically Physically, their armies, military-wise, you know, economically, eco- economically, you know, it's They're the art of war. Crips, they yeah. really have, yeah. <laughs> like, all of these different posts mm-hmm. covered. Mm-hmm. Whereas other countries, they just don't. You know, they just don't. Um, so they're in a very strong position. They very are extremely strong. Position. strong. I, I think this is the um, this is really and and really what is very interesting is to see is to see that the military capability of China is growing rapidly very rapidly very rapidly and especially just looking at the western pacific and that's where they're going to challenge americans control in the western Mm. pacific now this is going to be very interesting um well interesting i don't know but this is really going to be quite to watch and really watch what's taking place in taiwan because this is where they're going to go for they're going to go for taiwan in that sense and when they go for taiwan then we will see what's taking place from there but I think we're going to stop now. Uh, we're going to continue the week after next and looking into China as well. Is China the new superpower? That is really the question that we're asking ourselves. You know, I believe, you know, as we saw, there is four blocks that we're looking into at the moment. We'll be China, uh, obviously the United States, Europe and Russia. But is China the superpower? And that's mm-hmm. really what we're going to be looking So. We will be continuing to play a few short reports from time to time as well as we begin to discuss and really to to look into this new series of superpower. But, you know, in conclusion, we need to hold tight. Mm. We need to hold tight to what God is giving, the vision, 
that's giving you the word that is giving us as well in that sense um but i, I sense an urgency of preparation urgency of preparation in the word of god urgency of preparation in what the holy spirit is saying to us you know because unfortunately those events are going to take place you know what we are seeing we we, we are going to experience it. you know maybe we won't if we get raptured before we want but those events are going to take place they need to take place you know those moments those situations that we're seeing you know things that was taking place in israel we discuss it things that's taking place in europe we discuss it things that's taking place in the brexit we discuss it you know but we are now beginning to see the emergence of this new kind of superpower new blocks that I think Americans feel very frightened and and rightly so because they've been they've been the superpower for so many years and mm. suddenly then you got China's popping up from mm. from the east then you've got Russia popping up from the north and we're not even talking about South America you know Brazil you know that you know some of the country that sees are potentially this 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 new emergence of new superpower and then Marcia you know people may not see it but we've got Africa that's Africa, which is be another, you know, I feel Africa, the woman is at the stage of in infancy, you know, mm. but it's slowly beginning to get himself out of the grips of some kind of uh, neo-colonialism, you know, and it's slowly, people are slowly beginning to rise. And you say that, but China's also there. Yeah, China is there. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what was taking place over the, 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 the next few, few weeks, months and years in that sense. But watch that date. 2027 prepare for the prepare date. for the date 2027 <laughs> you're right prepare. prepare for the yeah. date 2027 mm. why don't we pray father we just thank you so much for your revelation father yes, Lord. even as we're sitting here um and we've watched this and we've been discussing father you know we're still there's still much to mull over and there's still much to pray about and still much to inquire of you about in order for us to truly prepare Father, we just pray that you will continue to help us to look to you. Mm. Father, you are our peace. Um, you have given us peace, not as the world it give, the world gives, but you have, Lord, you've left us with a, a completely different type of peace. Mm. And I just pray that as we've watched this, that people will not fear. You know, you said not to be anxious for anything, but through prayer and supplication, mm. with thanksgiving that we ought to make our requests known to you. That the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will continue to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. Father, I pray let it be so for every single person, every single one of us will continue to keep our eyes fixed on you because you are the author and the finisher. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're the author and finisher of our faith. So we look to you, Lord Jesus. And we give you thanks and praise. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this is it. This is it. You know, again, as I said to you, you can contact us on a different platform if you want to. But again, let's see you next week. Some pleasant time. Actually, I will say the week after next. See you later, guys. Take care.